only been, you know, up to 72 hours since the last rain. That is not flooding, that is doing its job. My name is Devon Poulos. I'm the Aquatics Facilities Manager with the City of Northport. And today we're going to be talking with you guys about our free swim evaluation. It's important that we do these swim evaluations so as uh, kids are registering for swim programs, they get placed in the right class. Okay, today is Tuesday, December 12, 2023. It is 10 a.m. and we are in the City Chambers and I call the City Commission regular meeting to order. Commissioners present are Commissioner McDowell. Commissioner Langdon is currently absent. I know she's running late. Uh, myself, Mayor White, Vice Mayor Stokes, and Commissioner Emmerich. There is a quorum present for this meeting. Also present are City Manager Fletcher, City Attorney Slayton, City Clerk Faust, Recording Secretary Powell, Fire Chief... Titus. I thought he was in the house. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. Fire Chief Titus and Police? On their way. On their way. Okay, thank you. Um, for the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, Mr. Miles, would you lead us in the pledge? To the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Thank you. Okay, I'm looking for an approval of the agenda. So moved. All right, that was a motion made by Vice Mayor Stokes and seconded by Commissioner Emmerich. Any further discussion on that? Any? I guess we'll just vote. And that passes four to zero. Public comment. City Clerk, do we have any public comment? We do. We have a voicemail and then one online public comment. This is Teresa Pratt, resident of Northport. Phone number 631-655-3064. I'm calling regarding the commission meeting on December 12, 2023 at 10 a.m. Ordinance number 20. 23-18, amending the comp plan for Activity Center 7A War Mineral Springs. I oppose the amending of the comp plan as it will allow for more intensive development on the privately owned parcel. More building around War Mineral Springs may contribute to the potential collapse of the spring. The outflow of the spring is already compromised, allowing for more intensive development will further damage the outflow. Hundreds of comments in opposition of building on the 62 acres surrounding Warm Mineral Springs has fallen on deaf ears. Your constituents have come before you begging and pleading not to put our beautiful and sacred springs in jeopardy. It has been heartbreaking to watch. Hundreds of geotechnical surveys can be done, and it will still not guarantee that the springs will not be destroyed. In a prior commission meeting, there was mention of honoring hometown heroes. All the commissioners of Northport have the, have the potential to be hometown heroes by not allowing War Mineral Springs, a prehistoric site, 
to be compromised and put in jeopardy by entering into a peace rate with a developer that only considers their own interests and his deep pockets. Please consider the people that have moved from other states and other countries because of their love of war mineral springs. Please respect and protect this prehistoric site, the only war mineral spring in Florida. Thank you. Okay, and just for the record, uh, Commissioner Langdon has arrived. Thank you, Mayor. And, um, I apologize for being late. Jasmine Bowman, this is regarding ordinance number 2023-18. This property borders the creek flowing out of Warminal Springs, which is a critical manatee winter refuge, the only one in southwest Florida. Any development on this parcel should be required to keep structures and any runoff from development well away from the creek and also to warn residents not to disturb the manatees in their warm water refuge. And in person, we have James Strauser. Good morning, Commission. Thanks for having us here and listening to us this morning. Obviously, the uh, agenda item today is bringing some of us out of the woodwork and off of our jobs to be here to let, a, let you know how we feel about this. So I didn't have enough time to review as much as I'd like, but I will be reviewing some more before I speak again on the second round. It appears as though there's some changes that are happening to allow for less development, to allow for that high level of development intensity in residential area of those parcels. We have an opportunity at this point in time, as far as I can see, to highlight the Northport area for this warm mineral springs. Manatees will seek refuge in this spring. The FWC has already recognized this. They did their dredging, they finished with that. We can also go back to them and ask them to dredge further up have you ever been to Apollo Beach and see the Manatee Refuge there? It has become a major tourist attraction. I look at that area as a tourist attraction, not as a commercial residential development area. I can see that. I was asked by a high-rated investor, will that area ever be a downtown area like Welland Park or Sarasota? And this was back in 2020, 2019, when I saw the original plan. And I said, no, I don't think it would be. There's just not the infrastructure. There's not the roadways. There's not the lighting. There's not the safety measures in place to have this commercial and residential development in that area. I don't even see it in 10 years from now. But we have a presence of pushing this development. When we can take that area and we can save it. We can look at pushing towards the state park, avenue, protecting the freshwater spring. This is the only warm mineral springs in all of Florida. It's number, rated number three in the entire world for all of the minerals that are coming out of that water. I've heard stories far and wide where I've started to research and dig deeper into the people that have been going to the springs for 40, 50 years. We've also ran around families now that have kids that are on the spectrum, autistic, disabled, that are going to the springs and having relief and having positive things encountering their lives. 
Let's continue to protect the springs versus develop them. That's what I'm here to say. That's what I'm going to stand for for the entire time that you see me here. Thank you for allowing me to speak. I'll have more on the next round. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm confirming everybody that's what they're saying about mineral springs. I'm all against the PC development. We all love our water. Uh, we all go constantly. I'm a resident for over five years. I moved from Georgia and I speak for a lot of people that are not here, Polish community, that they all love it. They're all coming down here. It's just, I don't see the future with the buildings in there, and I don't see that once they, if you allow them to come in, that we as the residents will have access to it. And you've been talking about how they're going to develop. We don't want that. We just want the lake what it pre-represents, and I think you will have a large income from it because there's a lot of people coming from all over the world and a lot of, and from Northport, since this has been commercial advertised, everybody's aware of it before, it was just nobody knew about it. So I just don't want you guys to give up the pressure place that we have, and I think Northport will get a good income without going with the development. So I'm asking for you to consider and not going commercial with this, just leaving it. Changing the buildings, we all know that's disaster. That's gotta be done. So please take it to consideration and let it stay as it is. Thank you. Elizabeth Dobrolowski. Again, I'm Polish also, Polish American. Let's put it this way. I live in Mineral Springs. We have a house over there for 13 years. And I see the difference. There's a lot of new people coming in. There's a lot of development. There's a lot of new houses. But it's also a lot of traffic. We didn't have this years ago. And with all this development that you want to put it in our springs or close to the springs, I'm afraid that we're going to be so overwhelmed with uh, cars, with, with uh, people walking on the street, with everything else that it really doesn't help us as a residents over there. We have people walking on the street. It's very hard to drive. We have people walking uh, on the side roads. Please be concerned about this. The big development is going to just hurt us. We're paying taxes. We want to be there for another 10, 15 years, you know, <laughs> if we can live that long. But anyway, we just need some peace and quiet. And uh, the springs really helps us. My husband goes there every day. He has a problem with his legs. And a lot of people come over there for, for health reasons. So just doing as a commercial big development, it's not going to help. I don't think it, this little pound is going to be able to hold all these people over there. 
and it's going to be a problem. So thank you, and I hope you're going to consider this. Thank you again. Okay. All right. Uh, announcements. Uh, City Clerk. Current vacancies for the following boards and committees include the Art Advisory Board, Auditor Selection Committee, Charter Review Advisory Board, Citizens Tax Oversight Committee, Environmental Advisory Board, Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, Planning and Zoning Advisory Board, Veterans Park Advisory Committee, and Zoning Board of Appeals. Sarasota County Advisory Council vacancies. One resident of Northport to serve on the Citizen Advisory Committee and one resident of Northport to serve on the Citizens Oversight Committee for School Facility Planning. If anyone would like more information, please see the City Clerk's Office. Thank you. All right, thank you. Moving on to the consent agenda. City Manager, have any items been pulled? No, Madam Mayor. Is there any public comment about anything on the yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm looking for a motion. I'll make one. Um... I'll make one, Madam Mayor. I move to approve the items in the consent agenda as presented. All right, we have a motion made by Commissioner Langdon to approve the items in the consent agenda. None have been pulled, seconded by Commissioner Emmerich. Let's vote. And that passes five to zero. Moving on to public hearings. Ordinance number 2023-18. This is quasi-judicial. And City Clerk, could you read this by title only? Ordinance number 2023-18, an ordinance of the City of Northport, Florida, amending the City of Northport Comprehensive Plan Future Land Use Element regarding Goal 2, Figure 1, Standards for Activity Centers, AC Number 7, Area A, Warm Mineral Springs, amending the density, intensity, and percentage of land use, and amending Goal 2, Activity Center Number 7, Area A, policies 2.7.11 through 2.7.22, providing for findings, providing for adoption, providing for transmittal of documents, providing for conflicts, and providing for severability, and providing an effective date. Can everyone wishing to provide testimony please stand and raise your right hand? If you filled out a public comment card for this item, if you could stand also. Thank you. Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge to help you guide? Thank you. Okay, we're done with that. All right, so now we're going to disclose any ex parte communications. Yes, Mayor, and before you all begin, we did have some public comment and the general public comment that related to this item. Um, that public comment is not evidence in this item under our rules, but it would be ex parte communication. So if you could please consider including that in your disclosures as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Commissioner McDowell. Uh, yes, Mayor, um, I do have some ex parte communication, um, an email that I sent to the city attorney relating to the 180-day count and also a question relating to House Bill 1C. Um, I will be forwarding that to the city clerk for ex parte communications. I'm sorry I didn't do it sooner. I also had a brief um, 
text message from a citizen. I will also be sending that to the city clerk. It happened over the weekend. And then the public comment that was heard during um, public comment number two of today's meeting. Okay, Commissioner Langdon. Uh, just the public comment that we heard this morning at the meeting. All right, and the same goes for me, just the, the recent public comments. And me as well, just public comment. And me as well, just the public comment. Okay. Uh, City Clerk, do we have any aggrieved parties that have been? Yeah. Okay. All right, so then we're moving on to presentation by the applicant. Good morning, Lori Barnes, Assistant Director of Development Services. Um, this amendment is staff initiated to address inconsistencies between the comprehensive plan and a rezoning ordinance that were approved in 2015. Um, as this is second reading, we do not have a formal presentation. We have updated the legislative text to address the concerns regarding House Bill 1C, and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you may have. All right, thank you. And we have no aggrieved parties. So we're moving on to public comment. No. Oh, rebuttals. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, there it is. <laughs> thank you. Any rebuttals by applicant? You want to rebut yourself, Miss Lurie? Sorry. No, ma'am. Staff has no rebuttal. Okay. Thank you. Now we're moving on to public comment. James Strasser. Okay, thank you. Well, that was a push right along. <laughs> I expected it to be a little bit more time to gather my thoughts. Um, so a couple of things. With this land that, that's next to the War Mineral Springs, being that it is publicly owned, has the commission considered trying to get that land to be a part of the War Mineral Springs Act? What I also want the commission to understand is that all of this land that is surrounded by the springs is not the city of Northport. Most of the people that are in this room and the people that are not in this room that could not attend to this event live in that area. And so those boundaries and those borders are affecting our backyards of the changes that you are taking place and that you're making happen. So please take in that consideration of it being in your backyard. And you literally have to look at it or buy plants and fencing to not look at hotels or commercial development in this area. We would like to see it protected. We would like to see that land possibly acquired by the city over time. Yeah, this is, this is a 10-year plan here. There's no rush. Why are we rushing through something that, that can take place over a long period of time? Now, in regards to 
this actually, I, I read through some of the emails that was exchanged. It seems as though there's a shortage of staff in the department just as there is everywhere else. Unfortunately, that doesn't fall on us, the citizens, having to take that fault because there is not proper plannings and procedures in place, the standards of operations that need to take place to make sure that these are not overlooked or put in wrong when they come through the agenda for you guys to review. Countless times we've been here talking about less and less development. So please take that into consideration as you vote today to rezone that area. And whether somebody comes in like the state or a private investor to buy all that land up to protect it or develop it, you have the ability today to vote on that, to change it, to continue it with that less development, to appease the people that are here, to appease your grandchildren that will enjoy the green space when we build out to 250,000 lots. And the only green lots that we have are as a quarter acre here and there that people have bought to try and protect, to save the gopher tortoises, to save the birds, the wildlife, the plants and the animals. That's what we need. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Please, if, if you agree, if you could just do a, a thumbs up. Thank you very much. And if you don't agree, thumbs down. It's fine, too. Um, was that it for public comment? No. Um, Marek Chalinski? Sir, have you been sworn? No. Okay. Can you please raise your right hand? Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge to help you vote? Yes. Thank you. I made a little notes here. I want to read it. Regarding activity center 7A Warm Mineral Springs, privately owned property, I'm opposed to amending the complaint. Additional high intensity building around Warm Mineral Springs could damage the spring, causing collapse of the causing the collapse to collapse. In addition to the widening of the streets around. Warm mineral springs also pose a threat to the spring. My family and I moved to Florida in order to enjoy the springs as it greatly benefits our health. Please consider the residents of Northport and all the people who have moved here to enjoy it, this wonderful treasure. Please do not allow this important prehistoric site to be destroyed. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth Seiket? And please, if you can refrain from, from clapping. Have you been sworn? No. Okay, please raise your right hand. Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge to help you vote? Yes. Thank you. 
So um, my name is Elizabeth Dykes, and I moved here about three years ago. And um, the reason we moved to the North Pole is because of this world, this mineral springs, because we getting a lot of benefits from using this lake. And that's why we just opposed to be rezoned that just because if we're going to have all the commercial buildings around, it's not going to be the same. So we want to save this lake for us as a residents. And I'm speaking in, uh, you know, a uh, lot of people. You know, we the people here who live here in, in this uh, Northport, we actually wanted to have all these benefits that we are getting from it. So please do what we wanted to actually have this wonderful uh, place being safe. Because when you're going to develop this, it's going to be a lot of traffic. It's going to be a lot of different people coming. They're not going to take care of it like we do because we just want to have this wonderful place for everybody, for our children, for our grandkids, for everybody. And a lot of people are coming here and they're getting the health benefits, like people who have arthritis, people who have other you know, diseases. They're just getting all being you know, uh, uh, you know, cured from a lot of things. Just I am biologist. I am herbalist. And I believe in this because there's so many minerals in there. It's for the health benefits for people. And what are we going to do? If we're going to completely destroy this, this, this thing's going to be just going away. So we actually want it to stay like it is. We just have a, like a little park over there. People meet there. People actually enjoy being there. So this is for us, the residents. And we, as a resident, we vote for you to work for us. So please be with us. Don't be against us, please. Thank you. Thank you. Was that it? OK. All right, we're going to move on to commission questions. Commissioner McDowell. Uh, yes, Mayor. Um, at first reading, I had pointed out a, a Scribner's error, and I was assured that it would be fixed at second reading. If you look at policy 2.7.15, it's still referring to neighborhood development services planning staff. Um, that needs to be changed to reflect the correct title of that department. Also, um, I see that the ordinance was actually updated to include a section 1.04. And I'm curious if staff or somebody, maybe city attorney, can help me understand who determines that something is more restrictive or burdensome than current regulations? Is that something the commission decides? Help me understand that. That has to do with HB1C. Thank you. Lori Barnes, Assistant Director of Development Services. Um, as indicated in the updated legislative text, staff's analysis um, deems that this regulation is not more restrictive or burdensome. Under the current conditions, with the comprehensive plan and the rezoning approved in 2015, um, the property cannot be developed to the intensities allowed under the rezoning ordinance. Uh, therefore, it is not developable to the potential that was communicated to the property owner at that time. 
Uh, we have a situation here where if a development application was submitted to the city under the rezoning allowances, we would be required to deny that application. So because the property is unbuildable as approved under the rezoning ordinance, uh, we feel that these changes are actually less restrictive and less burdensome, number one. Number two, uh, the second reading for this ordinance was delayed so long because the property owner had questions and concerns about the changes to be made. Uh, they had their attorney and their land use planner take a look at what was being proposed, and they have communicated that they have no objection to the city moving forward with adoption. Thank you. Um, since the ordinance was updated, um, just please make sure before we sign all these and we approve it, we need to make sure that it shows today's correct date instead of November 28th on the last part where it says adopted by. Um, the only other question that I have has to do with, um, hang on one second. This is, I've heard some of the public comment, and I think this is more for their benefit. Um, Area 7A is not the publicly owned property of the water, lake, and city-owned property. That right? is correct. Okay, this is south of the Springs, west of Ortiz, a little bit east of Ortiz. Yes, has nothing to do at all with the publicly owned lake. That is correct. That's all I have. Um, thank you very much. All right, uh, Commissioner Langdon. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Again, just for clarity, we're making these changes to, to be consistent between our ULDC and our comprehensive plan. And this redefinition is actually a lower density than the current standard. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes and no. Okay. Um, so as far as the density is concerned, uh, the density is slightly higher than that was allowed under the rezoning ordinance. Um, it increases the development potential for residential on the site by six dwelling units. Conversely, the non-residential allowance is cut in half from what was allowed in the rezoning ordinance um, from 260 9,000 to 136,691 square feet. Could you repeat that, please? Sure. Um, the rezoning ordinance allowed 269,000 square feet of non-residential development, and the proposed comprehensive plan amendment allows 136,691 square feet, so almost cuts the non-residential development potential in half. Thank you for that. Um, it is, uh, the topic of infrastructure came up this morning. Um, I just want to confirm that we are still planning to bring water and sewer to this area in Down Ortiz. That is still the intention? Uh, at some point, um, especially if the city's successful with the P3 pro project on the mm -hmm. city-owned property, the utility extensions would occur. Um, development on the Activity Center A, privately owned property, requires connection to utilities as well. I was going to ask you that, if that would be required. Uh, the rest of Ortiz, it's optional for them to tie in if they so desire. Um, if they 
if they are in the city limits and they receive and and water and sewer is provided to their site our ordinances require them to connect within 365 days to uh, water i believe and I am not the utilities director, I believe the connection to wastewater ties to septic system failure. Um, and I'd be happy if someone from utilities were here and they can confirm that. Um, if not, we can certainly get you an answer. Mike is, is here. Uh, Mike Mulo, assistant utilities director. Uh, the, oh, I have Ms. Warren. The, Line that's going on Ortiz will be a force main, so there will there's not a gravity connection to that, so they will not be required to connect. Even seven A. Which one's seven A? Seven A. Privately owned, but in the city. Privately owned, and the comprehensive plan for rivers and yes, they will. They will require the connection. That's the one to the other, the left side there. Maybe you can gravity over to. The lift station that's on site there. Yes, okay. there will be a required connection on that parcel, but not anything residential along Ortiz because it's a force main. So, for clarity, the piping will go in, but it will not be functional until we build a gravity. Correct. Gravity okay. or vacuum, vacuum, or it's identified within the, the sewer shed areas that we can look at as the future expansions, but. The force mains do not require a connection in a certain time frame under um, because you would have to add the infrastructure to get it there. You can't have a residential house pumping into a force main. Thank you for yep. that. I think that's it for questions. I have some comments, but I'll hold off okay. on those. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner McDowell, questions? Yeah. I was yeah. just going to ask you, could you put that map up? Maybe it would be helpful for the residents to see the difference between Area 7 and Area 7A, because that is a big change in the comp plan also. Thank you. That's all I have, Mayor. Okay. Um, any other questions? Because then we can move to comments if we have comments. And if you'd like to make a comment, then... Let me know. No, Commissioner Langdon, you already, you did say you wanted, you had a comment, yeah, so go yeah. ahead. Um, I'm not going to make a whole lot of comments because we've been through this a number of times. I would just put out there, I am way more concerned about the impact of the current um, septic situation um, right by the springs. Um, and an important part of this project is to correct that and put in sewerage. I'm also more concerned about the septic systems that are to the north and east of this property, and that has not come up at all in any of our conversations. Now, they're in the county, so they're beyond the city of Northport's jurisdiction, but I would encourage uh, people who are concerned about the welfare of the springs to be very concerned about the density of septic systems that surround it. Uh, that's it for my comments. All right. Uh, thank you. Um, are we? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for putting up the map. Um, 7A is what we are voting mm -hmm. on today. It has nothing to do with Area 7 as you look at the map. So, oh, where'd it go? <laughs> Magically disappeared. <laughs> 
Thank you. Yes, and and just to clarify, when 7A gets developed, it will be on the proper utilities. It won't be on septic. Yes, ma'am. And well, it won't be on well. City water. City water, correct. And that's just to piggyback off, or off of Commissioner Langdon's comment that, yes, the unincorporated parts of, of that area surrounding, um, they're also on well um, water out there, which is coming from our aquifer. So um, I know it's tough to look at it this way, but it would be an improvement to, to get anything off of, of septic and, and well. Um, if you're looking for lessening the impact to that to that lake. Um, okay, closing arguments. Ms. Barnes, I'm glad you didn't go far because I think you're the only one. Uh, Lori Barnes, Assistant Director, Development Services. I've been sworn. Um, in closing, staff just respectfully requests uh, Commission's adoption of this comprehensive plan amendment to alleviate the conflicts between the comprehensive plan and the zoning ordinance. Thank you. And again, thank you for putting up that, that map. It's really great um, to see that. Uh, all right, so I'm going to close this public hearing and request a motion. I'll make a motion, Madam Mayor. Okay. I move to approve ordinance number 2023-18 and find that based on competent substantial evidence, the amendment is consistent with the standards and intent of the City of Northport Comprehensive Plan and Florida statutes. Second. All right, so we have a motion to approve ordinance number 2023-18 finding that based on competent substantial evidence, the amendment is consistent with the standards and intent of the City of North Port's Comprehensive Plan and Florida st uh, statutes. That motion was made by Commissioner Langdon and seconded by Commissioner McDowell. So if there's nothing further. Um, sorry. What? Um, City Attorney, do we need to make a, a, an amendment to correct the two Scribner errors that I had mentioned, or is that going to be done automatically? And the Scrivener's error in the ordinance will be modified. I'm not sure about the Scrivener's error in the, the actual text. I would suggest including that in your motion. I'll uh, make amendment, Mayor. Okay. Hold on, I got to get it out. I'll make an amendment to change policy number 2.7.15 to state the correct name of neighborhood development services to read development services. All right, we have an amendment on the table. Looking for a second. Okay, no second. So Correct. that doesn't, doesn't fly. So if I can speak to that. Sure. So in the comp plan, it is giving the wrong department name. That department does not exist anymore. And that's what my amendment was for, was to change it to the correct name. And the city attorney said we need to change it. So my amendment failed. Somebody else is going to have to make it now. 
Adam or I don't, I don't have anybody up there. Well, it fails, and I guess it's the will of the board to move forward with voting on the uh, original motion. So let's vote. And that passes four to one with Commissioner McDowell dissenting. Commissioner McDowell? I dissented because we approved a, a, a comp plan change with inaccurate information as to what the department is that's in charge of it. Okay, so noted. All right, uh, let's move on to ordinance number 2023-33. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Ordinance number 2023-33, an ordinance of the City of Northport, Florida, prohibiting smoking at public parks, amending the code of the City of Northport, Florida to create a new section 46-64, providing for findings, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, providing for codification, and providing an effective date. All right. Uh, City Manager, this is your item. This item was continued from our last meeting on November 28th, just based on time. But you might remember after the first reading, the ordinance was revised to include the city center green complex um, as a park where smoking is prohibited. It also identified the city's three natural parks, Warren Middle Springs Park, the Maya Agahatchee Creek Environmental Park, and Oaks Park as parks having no designated smoking area. Um, the business impact was included on the statement, and staff is here to answer any questions you may have in order to make your decisions. All right, thank you. We're up for questions. Commissioner Emmerich. Yeah, I don't have questions. I just have a comment. So if you want to do questions first, that's fine. Uh, no, we'll hear your comment now. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been opposed on this ever since day one that it's been brought up here because I am a smoker and we are in the outside areas and it is discrimination to a certain extent. I understand health reasons and stuff like that. But looking into this a lot more, I, I really wanted to know how it was going to be enforced. What was the cost factor it was going to take to be able to enforce something like this? And I just thought it was going to be impossible moving forward doing this. So what I thought of, you know, there was going to be cost factors and signs and receptacles, and this, that, and the other. So... I came to the reasoning to where if it's not, in my opinion, going to be enforceable, but we could use signage to where we can detour the smoking in our parks rather than restricting it. And, you know, the cost factor would be a lot less to where if we just said, please refrain from smoking in your park, because it is the citizens' parks, rather than saying there is no smoking, you cannot enforce it. It's just, I think it's going to be a real pain in the, you know, to be able to move this forward with the ordinance and staff time and all the cost of money. So simple solution, put up signs, suggest that we don't smoke in the parks and leave it at that. So that's where I'm at on it. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner McDowell. Yeah, I got a couple of questions. Um, what about the parks that don't have a designated parking area? 
for example, you're allowed um, the 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 greenway um, walk. There's no designated parking for that park. There's no designated parking for the linear trail along Sumter. There's no designated parking at Kirk Park. It's all grass. Um, there, there's multiple in that same kind of thing. So what are we doing about the no designated parking area? Sandy Von Hiller, Parks and Recreation Director. Um, there's no requirement to provide a designated smoking area. Um, so the, the parks that do not have either um, an improved parking lot or the shell parking lot would not have that opportunity to provide that. What area actually makes up city center complex? I know we had a great debate about what is included in city center complex. So could you please reiterate what if that we, is? If we go the route of designating the city center complex, that would be everything in um, this area, which would be um, police station, the fire station, city hall, Mullen Center, Circle of Honor, the fields, the playground, this entire complex. In the new second reading, there is a no smoking designated area. So there's a designated smoking area in B, and then there's a no smoking area designation in C. And if you read what is a designated smoking area, it says an improved parking lot that's paved, shallow, or graveled, may not be located on a grass or other unimproved area. But then when you go to C, it says a park that does not have the proper type of improved parking will not have a designated area. These parks that are listed have a designated area that's improved, they're gravel. And, and I don't quite understand why is that first sentence added into this ordinance? I'm not, I don't quite understand what you're asking. Commissioner Miguel, the first sentence is added to clarify the answer to your previous question, which is what happens if there is no parking area? So the ordinance very clearly states that the designated smoking area may only be on an improved, uh, I'm sorry, that a park that doesn't have the proper type of improved parking will not have a designated smoking area. And then it further enumerates these three will not have a, a designated smoking area, essentially regardless of the parking situation. Okay. And I appreciate that, city attorney. It, it would probably make more sense if we're going to have no smoking in parks than have an area that says no designated smoking area and list all the parks that are not, that do not have a designated smoking area. Kirk Park, because it's all grass. The, the Sumter Green. It, it's no designated parking spot anyways. The skate park has no designated parking spot. And list those as opposed to going down to park locations, which kind of implies that those are all going to have a designated parking area. I, I don't know. It's the, This whole thing is, is kind of wonky. And when you added that these 
three parks aren't <coughs> going to have a designated smoking area when there are others that can't have a designated smoking area. I just think it would make more logical sense to list all of these parks that will not have a designated smoking area. But that's just for me. Any other questions? Nope. Okay. Uh, Vice Mayor. I don't have questions, but I do have comments, Mayor. Sure. Go right ahead. <clears throat> I do like Commissioner Emmerich's idea for the signage, which I think, you know, is, is a more friendly approach to letting people know why they shouldn't smoke in park-like areas except in designated areas. I do think the ordinance is important. And again, I'll reiterate, 41,000 people die from secondhand smoke every year in this country. 23 million people are exposed to secondhand smoke. And 35% of all our children in the US have been exposed to secondhand smoke. I do not believe that issues of enforcement are relevant here at all. We have ordinances and laws in this country that are, to a great extent, complaint-driven. I don't expect the butt police to be driving around Northport dragging people away who smoke a cigarette in violation of this ordinance. Nine out of 10 or 99 out of 100 smokers are courteous and respectful of their neighbors and find a way to segregate themselves from the general population when they smoke a cigarette in public. But for that one or two who seem obsessed with blowing smoke in people's faces and taunting people with the fact that this is my civil liberty and my right, to pollute the air, to pollute myself, and to pollute everybody else. This ordinance is there as a complaint-driven ordinance, in my estimation. So I just, this is, conversation is like a whole lot about nothing. This is a good thing. It is a thing that cares about our neighbors and our neighbors' health. I don't see any problem with it. If we got a few issues over where there's a designated spot or not, we can figure it out. This is... Every city and county all over the area is doing this. Why does Northport have to be behind the egg ball? We should have been leading this, not following. That's the only comment I have. Thank you. Thank you, Vice Mayor. Um, yes, I wanted to piggyback off of that. Uh, this was brought up last year, the year before, and uh, same thing with our Sarasota County, Charlotte County, all of the city municipalities in Sarasota County have this uh, I wish Northport could have led the way with this, but this is uh, a move in that direction. Uh, are there some tweaks that probably have to be made? Yes, we can work on that, I guess. But uh, to me, in, uh, ordinances put out the expectations for people, and 95% of the people I read once that 95% um, of police time is spent dealing with 5% of the population, because most people do what's right. They, they know this is the speed limit. I'm going to do the speed limit. But having questions about enforcement, does everybody who goes beyond the speed limit get a ticket? No, they don't. But we're still going to put up those speed limit signs and say this is what the speed limit is expected when you're driving in this in this area. And we, we deal with that. Um, I do agree and and commend Vice Mayor for bringing up all those those stats. Um, you know, Florida got a pretty big settlement from the tobacco 
um, companies, whatever they want to call it. We see those ads on TV all the time because smoking is a problem. And as a teacher, I remember very much, you know, the kids had to keep their backpacks in the closet and we'd keep the door closed. And there were, there were years when I had a lot of parents who smoked because when I opened that door, it was just, it was like walking into a bar, <laughs> unfortunately. So um, our parks are our green spaces. We're going to revere them. We want people to, to visit them for what they offer. And um, I think most people are, are going to do the right thing. And signage, yes. Um, I think Sarasota County has no buts about it. I think that's the name of their campaign. <laughs> um, and that that is enough for people to, to know. And I think most people will comply. Uh, but this isn't going to be in place for those who, as the vice mayor said, say, well, it's my right to sit here and smoke and pollute everybody else's air. So, and, which I don't anticipate happening very often. So. Those are, those are my comments. Uh, Commissioner McDowell, do you have anything? Yeah, the only new? comment I want to make, Mayor, is you stated that, yes, this ordinance may need some tweaking. That's our job. That's what we should be doing now. If it needs to be tweaking, we need to make those tweaks. Get it correct before we institute a law that we, by your own admission, said it needed to be tweaked. Um, so it, it makes no sense to enact a law that is flawed from its beginning. And if it's no buts about it, we have littering laws. And that can be used for police enforcement. And that includes throwing cigarette butts out. Um, to just say no smoking in the parks, it I don't think is a big issue because I think most people are respectful. But to make a law that the police are going to be required to enforce, it, it's not, it's not right. Commissioner Langdon. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, last time I checked, we are a free country. And if people want to hurt themselves with unhealthy lifestyle choices, that is their right. The balance in this situation is is preventing those unhealthy lifestyle choices from impacting the health of of others. Um, I, I'm at, I am at peace with this ordinance. I have great faith in our police department that they will be able to police this issue with their usual balance and non-confrontational way that they address much more serious matters. So uh, I have no concern about, about tweaking. The intent of this ordinance is very clear, and I'm good with it. Thank you. Commissioner Emmerich. All right. In, in the order of the tweaking part, let's <laughs> just look at the city center boulevard or the complex because it includes everything. But yet we have parks out there to where you can use the improved surface as the parking area to be able to smoke in. So we have improved services here in the complex. We have the little road that goes around the city center green. Why don't we define the park as the green spaces only, not the improved services? You got the little roundabout out here, which is a roadway. You have, when you walk up and coming into City Hall, it's a paved sur 
surface. You want to take parking or smoking out of the parks, do that in the park area, in the green spaces alone, not the incorporating improved surfaces. Then you have your designated smoking areas. You're not on the grass, you're in the roadway. You're away from the major crowd. You're separated. To me, that being a smoker, that's a good compromise to where you are away from the people. You are protecting the park, the green space where people are, you know, sitting there enjoying their time. This way, the smoker walks away, has their moment, comes back, enjoys the crowd. But to take this whole complex and say, no, what if somebody gets out of their car walking up to City Hall? They're not even thinking about it because they're so used to doing it. No, you're going to jail. I mean, it's just, let's let's do it smartly. That's all. Thank you. Vice Mayor? Yeah, I actually concur with with uh, Commissioner Emmerich on this, this city green area. I, I, there is a lot of improved area. There's a lot of space where we could have designated smoking. I don't think it needs to be banned from the entire area and call this all a park. I, you know, I, I could see redefining that a little more clearly, but, um, you know, but, but when it comes to ordinances like this, I'll reiterate again, if everybody did the right thing in all cases, we wouldn't need any laws at all. People wouldn't run stop signs because by God, they wouldn't want to kill somebody. Right. And they wouldn't speed because it also is dangerous. We wouldn't have no noise ordinances because everybody would respect their neighbors and, and wouldn't run their stereo, you know, at, at full blast in the middle of the night. But, you know, this is such a health-related thing, and people can argue over the science of it, but facts are facts and statistics are statistics. The reality is secondhand smoking is a bad thing for people. And if we can do it in a way that's that's respectful to those who do want to smoke and, and create the designated areas necessary to accommodate them, I don't see any problem with doing this. Um, I don't know if we need to if we need to amend the ordinance or if we simply need to allow staff to to fix the description of city green so it, it accommodates this particular area, which is which is quite a sizable area you know I, I don't know I you know I look to staff or somebody to provide some input there but you know this is the right thing to do in my book that's my opinion Commissioner McDowell yeah the only thing is if you guys are going to change it that's what we're here to do today we can still change this we can even have them come back for a third reading um, to make sure it's fitting what we want it to say as legislators this is what we're supposed to be doing. If, if city center green complex is too broad, then give direction to staff, make a motion and, and do it that way um, with the changes that you would like to see. And then, you know, then they will make that change prior to the adoption of the, the ordinance. I'm not making changes to it, guys, because I'm not <coughs> voting for this. So you guys are on your own on this one. I'll, I'll give it a shot on a motion 
to make an amendment to the city hall complex area stating that um, it would be the park area would be the ball fields any green spaces it would not include the improved areas but it would include the buildings as well because we have no smoking in the buildings currently but i would say any of the roadways sidewalks anything that's improved would not be included in this ordinance like the front of city hall the front of the pd parking areas it's all concrete and pavement and just let that lie make it shorter well <laughs> just to okay the motion would be just to include the green spaces and buildings as no smoking none of the improves none of the improved surfaces surrounding them all right we have a, a motion uh, by commissioner emmerich um recording secretary powell can you read that back so i took the second one uh, -huh. uh to just include the green spaces and the buildings uh as no smoking and not the surrounding improved surfaces i'll second all right, so that motion is by Commissioner Emmerich. We have a second by Commissioner McDowell. Anything else? So let's vote. <laughs> and that passes four to one. I voted no because I don't like when people are smoking out in front of the city hall or any other place where I'm going and they're, they're having their cigarettes. So this passed four to one. So what does that mean? This is coming back for a third reading. Oh, no. now we go and vote on the ordinance itself. No, you got to vote for the ordinance. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. I thought we had to wait again. All right. So let's, I'm looking for a um, motion. How about public comment? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm off. I got so involved with thinking what we'll we get were it doing. <laughs> public comment. Any public comment, City Clerk? Okay. All right. So I'm going to close the public hearing and I request a motion. Uh, guess I'll make it. Um, I move to adopt ordinance number 2023-33, subject to the uh, amendment or motion made by Commissioner Emmerich. All right, we have a, a motion to adopt the ordinance 2023-33 as presented with the amendment that was voted on. Do we have a second? Second for discussion. Okay, second. Uh, Mayor, I just have a yes. question for city clerk. Um, I would prefer to have the actual language of the amendment in the primary motion. Do we need to redo a motion to accommodate that? No, or? you do not. Okay, great. Thank you. Then my second stands. Okay. So you're good? I'm good. Okay, Happy. so we can vote. And that passes three to two with commissioners McDowell and Emmerich dissenting. Any other further comments other than what you already yeah. stated? 
Yeah, I appreciate you approving the amendment, but I still don't believe in the ordinance. So I, I appreciate all the work that's gone forward. So thank you. And those were exactly the same reasons why I also, I am grateful for the clarity on city center complex, but I just can't approve this ordinance. Thank you. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Finally, yes. We're glad you're happy. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mary. Thank you. All right, let's. Uh, are you okay to move on to the next ordinance? Right. Oh, All right. Uh, first reading. Oh boy, ordinance number twenty twenty three dash thirty four. City clerk title only. If you could get a motion to, rec to direct me to do so. Yes. Oh, that's right. I have to have a motion. All right. So can I have a motion to direct the city clerk to read by title only? I'm sorry. So moved. Second. All right. So we have a motion to read the by title only by um, Commissioner McDowell and seconded by Commissioner Langdon. Let's vote on that. And that passes five to zero. Okay, city clerk, you can read it by title only. Ordinance number 2023-34, an ordinance of the city of Northport, Florida, repealing and replacing section 74-84 and 74-93 of the code of the city of Northport, Florida, relating to parking violations, clarifying the penalties and procedures for contesting a parking violation ticket, prohibiting parking for storage purposes in a public right-of-way in identified zoning districts and along Tamiami Trail, and updating statutory references related to parking spaces for disabled persons by amending the code of the city of Northport, Florida, section 74-84 and sections 74-92 through 74-94, and repealing certain fees related to parking violations by amending Appendix A, section F, police fees, providing for findings, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, providing for codification, and providing an effective date. All right, thank you. Uh, city Manager, this is your item. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, we ask that you continue this ordinance to a second reading on January 23rd of 2024. This is an ongoing effort by the city uh, to make the city code more user friendly. And this ordinance will update and clarify portions of certain chapters of chapter 74, article four in relation to parking, including penalties, Tammy Amy Trail, storage of certain vehicles and parking spaces for disabled persons, as well as um, section F of the code. Um, this ordinance repeals, replaces, and amends portion of the code. It has been reviewed by the city attorney, and we're happy to answer any questions you might have to make your decision. Right. And this is first reading. So we have not talked about this before. Uh, Commissioner, questions? Commissioner McDowell. Yeah. Um, maybe Chief can help me or city attorney. Because when I'm reading this ordinance that's before us, if you look at line 124, it says, whenever a law enforcement officer finds the vehicle in violation of this section, that officer shall, and it talks about towing. Well, this section is only about handicapped. And I want to make sure, and I know I asked this question in my email, but because it's saying that the law enforcement officer can tow for handicapped because it's in that section, where does it give the officer the ability to tow if a vehicle is parked in the right of way that's blocking maybe line of sight? 
Where is that in here? Hi, Garrison, Chief of Police. Um, the statute gives, Florida statute allows us to remove vehicles from the roadway that are causing a safety risk. From a roadway or a right-of-way? Same difference, ma'am. Okay. I, I, to you, it's the same thing. To me, it's very different. <laughs> if it's, so. if it's a, causing any type of safety issue um, for the roadway, then we can remove that vehicle. Okay. Um, and do we... Does it apply to <clears throat> private property or public property only? If there's a vehicle parked quasi on public prop or on private property that's sticking out into the roadway causing a safety issue and the homeowner refuses <coughs> to remove it, we can remove that vehicle. So what if a vehicle is parked on private on a private road that we don't take care of? Can we have it towed? No. Okay. We have no enforcement power on our private road. Okay. So if we do have enforcement uh, agreements with private subdivisions, can we then tow it even though it's private property? I think you're referring to a um, traffic enforcement yes. plan. Then, then, yes. Okay. I just want to make sure because if we're changing something, <coughs> maybe we need to add something or just make sure it's crystal clear. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Now I'm very comfortable with it. Thank you. Anything else? Commissioner McDowell? No, that, that, that was, was my biggest concern was the public-private roads and towing. Okay. Commissioner Langdon. Um, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, my only concern with this, and, and maybe I'm overreacting to it, is how do we respond when a property owner or renter parks a private vehicle in the swale because the space in their driveway has been exhausted? Um, I'm sensitive to the fact that <clears throat> Friends and families are teaming up. A lot of people can't afford leases um, here in the city anymore. And we've had, you know, a couple of years of, of really unbelievable property valuations, increases in property value. Um, and I know in my immediate neighborhood, <clears throat> there, there are families with a brother and a sister or two families or whatever living in a household. And I know our preference is for that homeowner or a renter to improve a property maybe on the side of their home to accommodate that parking. Um, but number one, a renter can't do that. I, I can't see a property owner wanting to spend a few hundred dollars to accommodate that. Um, and I, I know if it, if it were my house and I needed more parking than my garage and driveway could accommodate, there's no room on either side of my property to improve anything, which 
means then I'm parking in front of my front door, which we don't want them to do because it's safety issues. So um, what's the intention of um, this ordinance and, and how do we accommodate a resident who really does need to park a private vehicle, not store, but park a private vehicle in the swale in front of their property. Good morning, Elena Ray, Director of Development Services. So that actually, that issue is not part of this ordinance. Mm -hmm. That is part of the ordinance that was already adopted by the City Commission. So it is not, um, it is against code right now in effect to park in the swale. Uh, the Code Enforcement Division is the one that, ha is the division mm -hmm. that handles this. They have been, um, they spent a <clears throat> couple of months doing education, talking with residents, um, providing flyers to residents that have graphics that show them where they can and can't park, um, what to do if they need additional space. Um, they are working individually with property owners um, to help them identify places on their property. And our zoning um, inspection team is, is also available to help identify places on the property where uh, a vehicle could park. Um, if if there's, there's not additional room on the sides, mo most houses, most of the places that we've seen um, <coughs> that have, have been a problem, they have... Um, some room on the property where they could uh, park a vehicle other than the swale. Um, the, the swale is convenient, which is why a lot of people park there, um, but they are working with property owners. We've also had a lot of questions about, well, what about, you know, when I have family over to visit or we have a party or, you know, they're here for Christmas or whatever it is. Um, we are, we are, being very accommodating to those types of things. Uh, if somebody has a party at night, weekends, holidays, we're not out there. We're, we don't work on nights, weekends, and holidays. So code enforcement's not going to be out there telling their, their birthday party guests to, to go home. Um, we also, I know at Thanksgiving, um, we knew that people would have guests at Thanksgiving. And so that was just not something that we, um, we, looked for during the Thanksgiving holiday, and we intend to do the same thing during the Christmas and New Year holiday. Um, those kind of temporary things really aren't the issue. It's the day, it's the everyday ongoing parking um, that damages the swales, um, creates drainage issues, blocks public works from being able to mow, um, kills the grass, those kinds of things right. that uh, that we're really looking for. And as I said, we are working with each property owner to, you know, help identify places um, and, and options. I, I very much appreciate that soft <coughs> approach to the issue. Um, and I've not personally heard any complaints by city residents on this issue. I'm just sensitive to the fact that people are teaming up in homes um, and I'm not one for trying to come up with a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. <laughs> but if people are having problems, I would be very open to hearing them. And should that happen, I'll be bringing the other ordinance forward for a review. But thank you for that. And I do appreciate a more educational, consultative approach. Thank you. 
That's it for me. Okay, thank you. I have uh, Commissioner McDowell in the queue. Yeah, um, thank you for bringing that up, Commissioner Langdon, um, because I have been hearing a lot of complaints from citizens about not being able to park in the swale. Um, and maybe if this code was to be revisited, one of the first things we could do is an exempt for holidays, you know, like two or three days before and after each holiday to accommodate parties and things like that. Because a lot of people, when you read the law, it says you cannot park on it which then gives code enforcement and the police department the ability to enforce it. Um, maybe we could put something in the code that says, especially during Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's, that there's like a blackout period. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> um, that would allow code enforcement to not write these things up. But there are, to your point, a lot of people that are living in homes and they're, they're doubling up because of the cost of housing in our city and it's creating problems for them and having places for them to park. Um, I, I really hope that we revisit that in the swales um, because some homes, there's nowhere else for them to park. And I just am cognizant to what the citizens are, are saying out there about how difficult this is making it for them because they're not going to improve the property, like you said, if they're a renter. And if I'm a homeowner and it's maybe temporary to improve a piece of property, to be able to park on it, 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 it just is very burdensome. And that is one of the main reasons I voted against it. Um, so I, I really hope that we can revisit this entire parking code. That'll be a conversation for another day. And thank you for bringing it up. Okay, but this ordinance is about a, a specific area, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure I got that right. Yeah. Uh, Vice Mayor. Yeah, I didn't want to beat this to death either. I was going to say something, but I appreciated Commissioner Langdon raising the issues that I was concerned about regarding the, the parking code too. And I'm delighted to see that city staff is working with homeowners one-on-one. -on -one. I would encourage for anybody who's listening or who may listen to this later, instead of complaining on social media or to your friends or your neighbors, why don't you reach out to the city and see if you have genuine concern to, you know, work through this process with the city staff. Um, it seems like they're bending over backwards to accommodate people and make this work and at the same time address what is a serious concern, which is the maintenance of the swales. Nobody wants their houses flooded out. For years, we've been fighting this battle, even though people are responsible for them when called on the carpet for damage to their swales. It's that anonymous truck that drove over the swale. God knows who did it. I don't know. It wasn't me. It wasn't my kids. It wasn't the people who have 11 vehicles on my property. It was definitely somebody I didn't know, and it's not my fault, and I'm not going to pay for it. So the truth is, this is an issue. I'm glad the ordinance exists, but to the soft the softer we can make it, the better. And it seems like staff's doing a real nice job. So again, for those people who have issues out there and complaints and it is impacting them, and I don't doubt it is for some people, reach out to Lena's staff because, you know, they're sensitive to it and try to find a way to accommodate people. And if that still doesn't work, we may find this back before us. Thank you. 
Okay, yes, this is for the, the area along uh, 41, Tamiami Trail, and I'm, I'm glad to see this because there's nothing worse than when I drive into Northport and see the trailers and people that just park along the side there. It just doesn't give a very nice first, first impression, and that's what this ordinance is dealing with, um, just cleaning things up. And um, for some reason, and again, I've lived here for over 30 years, there's certain things that have been that when I say something to people, they say, well, that's because you live in Northport. I, I, I'm tired of hearing that. And, and the only way we're going to get past that and, and get, stop that altogether is, is to have higher standards and to expect more. Um, so uh, I have no questions about this particular ordinance. So I'm going to call for public comment. Okay. So I'm gonna close a public hearing and request a motion. I'll make it. Go ahead. Move to continue ordinance 2023-34 uh, to second reading on January 23rd, 2024. Second. All right, we have a motion made by Vice Mayor Stokes to continue this ordinance 2023-34 to the second reading on January 23rd, 2024, and that was seconded by Commissioner Langdon. If there's nothing else, let's vote. <clears throat> and that passes five to zero. All right, next we have a resolution. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Res oh, I'm sorry, resolution number 2023-R82. Resolution number 2023-R-82, a resolution of the City Commission of the City of Northport, Florida, approving and authorizing the mayor to execute the State of Florida Department of Transportation Memorandum of Agreement for reimbursement of certain costs associated with city's maintenance, mowing, and litter removal along US 41 from Ortiz Boulevard to the county line, providing for incorporation of recitals, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, and providing an effective date. All right, City Manager, this is your item. Thank you, Madam Mayor. So we're asking today for you to approve the MOU with the um, Florida Department of Transportation for maintenance, mowing, and litter removal along US 41 between Southwood Boulevard and Ortiz Boulevard. Uh, this was a three-year agreement that expires on December 14th of 23. Now each year, FDOT evaluates the statewide averages and adjusts the activities based on the prior year averages. So this agreement that you would sign right now would bring the pricing more in line with statewide averages. Staff is here to help answer any questions you may have in your decision-making, ma'am. All right, Commissioner McDowell. Yeah, the only question was prompted because I guess one of my fellow commissioners asked what, what county line, and I always just assumed it was Charlotte County line, but then city manager just read his thing and he said from Salford. So which is it, the Charlotte County line or Salford? And I think it's more like in between. Chuck Speak, Public Works Director. Uh, it is to the Charlotte County line. Okay. So do we need to be that specific of adding in Charlotte County line? I, I, I'm just wondering. This is how the contract or the, the agreement has been for, written for years. <laughs> for years, we and and honestly, 
that was one that I caught going through that didn't get put in. So it will be fixed next time around. What will be fixed next it time? Will, we will make sure that it's descriptive to the Charlotte County line. You want us to be descriptive now and have it change, have this resolution change to show Charlotte County line? If we can do that without holding this up, because this one's okay. already running behind. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we can do that. <clears throat> if, thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'll make a motion whenever you're ready, Mayor. If, okay, I don't see any other questions other than, yes, I question that as well. Um, about when it said county, um, what county we were talking about. So do we have any public comment? We are. All right. Um, Commissioner McDowell, did you want to make? Sure. I'll attempt a motion. Chuck, help me out if I'm, I miss something. All right. Um, I'll make a motion, Mayor, to approve resolution number 2023 R-82, adding anywhere sharp... Anywhere county line is referenced in the ordinance, that it be changed to Charlotte County line. Thanks, ma'am. Okay. All right, we have a motion on the floor uh, with an amendment made by Commission McDowell to reference Charlotte County, wherever county line is mentioned in this resolution. Do I have a second for that? Sure, I'll second it. Okay, who's that? Okay. Commissioner. <laughs> you guys are good. That was seconded by Commissioner Emrich. Any Just for clarity, yes. you did state it's throughout the entire document. Wherever county line is okay. mentioned, that's what I said. Throughout the yeah. document. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, we have a motion and a second. I do have something. And go ahead. I was just going to um, pass that. I'm not usually a stickler, but the language I think should be adopt the resolution and not approve the resolution. It's a nit. Okay. But since we're going for Isn't perfection it the same thing here, I, well, it says adopt. So. Okay. So do, do we want to change that? I, I don't see the difference. The motion maker. We place it as adopt in the motion. Okay. All right. Thank so, you. So we're okay. Is that what I you're saying? There was a difference. Okay. Thank you. All right, so we had that uh, made by Commissioner McDowell again and seconded by Commissioner Emrich, correct, with that amendment of referencing Charlotte County. All right, if nothing else, let's vote. Oh, nope. oh it's wrong. I don't, oh. Sorry. Little fat fingers. There it goes. Okay. And that passes five to zero. All right, and then we have another resolution, resolution number 2023-R74. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Resolution number 2023-R-74, a resolution of the City Commission of the City of Northport, Florida, repealing and replacing resolution number 2022-R-66, temporarily suspending the Historic and Cultural Advisory Board until January 1, 2025, providing for incorporation of recitals, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, providing an effective date, and providing a sunshine provision. Sunset provision. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, City Clerk. You do that so well. 
Uh, and this is actually your item. Yes. On September um, 12, 2023, Commission provided direction to draft a resolution continuing the temporary suspension of the Historic and Cultural Advisory Board for one year from the original sunset date of January 1, 2024. This resolution has been reviewed by the city attorney and is legally correct as to form. Also, along with this item, we will be having the joint meeting with the Historic Board on January 4th. Yes, January 4th, we're going to have a special meeting. Okay. All right. So now it's time for some questions. Anyone have questions about this? Nope. Okay. No questions. Any public comment? There is none. So I'm closing the public hearing and requesting a motion to adopt this resolution. I'll make a motion, Mayor. Go ahead. Move to adopt resolution number. 2023-R-74 is presented. Second. All right. We have a motion to adopt resolution number 2023-R-74 as presented, made by Commissioner Emmerich and seconded by Commissioner Langdon. If there's nothing else, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. Moving on to resolution number 2023-R-86. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Resolution number 2023-R-86, a resolution of the City Commission of the City of Northport, Florida, accepting permanent utility easements located on portions of property lying in Section 32, Township 39 South, Range 20 East, Sarasota County, Florida, property appraiser, parcel identification number 0783020030, providing for incorporation of recitals, providing for filing of documents, providing for conflicts, providing for severability, and providing an effective date. Thank you. City Manager, this is your item. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, we ask that you approve this resolution number 23-R-86. WP Venice LLC owns this property where grand living apartments were constructed. WP Venice desires to grant the city two permanent sanitary sewer easements as well as one permanent water main easement over portions of land within their parcel. The easements grant the city permanent non-exclusive easements for the purpose of constructing, installing, maintaining, operating, repairing, and replacing water distribution system facilities and sewage collection system facilities and equipment associated with such facilities. Uh, we're happy to answer any questions you may have. All right. Thank you. Commissioner, questions? I'm not seeing any. Do I have that right? Nothing. You have it right. Okay. Sometimes I know it lags a little bit. So, all right. Do we have any public comment? Do not. So I'm going to close this public hearing and request a motion to adopt this I'll resolution. Make a motion, Madam Mayor. Go ahead. I move to adopt resolution number 2023-R-86 as presented. Second. All right. We have a motion to adopt resolution number 2023-R-86 as presented, made by Commissioner Langdon and seconded by Vice Mayor Stokes. No further discussion. Let's vote. And that passes five to zero. Mayor, can we take a 10 minute? I was just going to ask, how are you guys doing? Okay, you want 10 minutes? And yeah, then and then we, we can come back up. and finish up. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's take a 10 minute break. So that's at 1231. Then we'll be back here. Excuse me. 1131. Okay. <laughs> I'll be up front. Yes, we know you will. <laughs> Okay, it is 11.41, and we are all here again. That's great. All right. Okay, Commissioner Amrich. Duly noted. All right, we're moving. a phrase every time. We're moving on to resolution number 2023-R-87. City Clerk, can you read this by title only? Resolution number 2023-R-87, a resolution of the City Commission of the City of Northport, Florida, amending the non-district budget for fiscal year 2023-2024 for re-roof of the police station headquarters and additional police vehicle costs in the amount of $1,588,000, providing for findings, providing for posting, providing for conflicts, providing for separability, and providing an effective date. Thank you. City Manager, this is your item. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, we ask that you approve resolution number 2023 R-87 as presented. As a result of Hurricane Ian, the police department headquarters roof was severely damaged and requires a replacement. Due to the age and condition of the building, staff anticipate challenging with challenges with the sheathing and trusses during the re-roof project. The estimate of this re-roof is $1.3 million. And there's also a fiscal year 24 budget um, ask of uh, 48 replacement vehicles were included in our budget for the police and since the adoption of the budget the city has been notified that each vehicle price has increased by six thousand dollars each for a total of two hundred eighty eight thousand mm -hmm. dollars and we're asking that we are able to use two hundred sixty four thousand dollars of surtax and twenty four thousand dollars of law enforcement impact fees for these adjustments uh, staff is here and ready to answer any questions you might have all right thank you and we're entertaining questions. Commissioner McDowell. Yeah, um, I, I submitted some questions to staff and I just need a little bit of clarity, um, especially about the roof, not questioning the roof um, needing to be replaced. It's quite obvious, uh, but I'm, I'm curious, is risk paying for this or is it strictly coming out of insurance? So the recoupment cost from insurance proceeds were $656,000. Sorry, um, say it again. You, you said that really fast. In the summary, it states that a current estimate of $656,000 will be received from insurance proceeds. Oh. So the balance is what about risk? Is, is risk going to be paying anything? Well, 
Boy, there's a big powwow back there about this. Yeah. Hi, Sandy Knowles, uh, the Risk and Benefits Manager. The um, original estimate that came in is what the insurance company is looking at. We have resubmitted everything to the insurance company and their adjusters and their accountants are looking at the resubmission to authorize additional funds towards the, the rebuild of the roof. It's just the process we've been asking since this came up and we haven't gotten a response from them yet. So it's being reevaluated. That was the original number from after the initial event when we started this process over a year ago. So the insurance is going to reevaluate it, and they may be paying more than six hundred. They are, yes, reevaluating everything for the law and ordinance uh, rules that go to this for um, extra cost for the management of the project and things like that. They're taking all that into consideration. So we should have an answer shortly. We've been trying to get more information out of them. Okay. So. Depending on what that shortfall looks like, is risk going to be involved at all with this? Or is it strictly going to be the insurance company and Surtax? Yes. Which yep. Surtax will be paying the shortfall. Since Surtax money is so scarce because of the price boulevard widening requirements, um, why would we not use um, the risk, because that's what we have it for. Risk fund doesn't pay for capital projects. Okay. That was not clear. Thank okay. you. And Commissioner, to add to that too, we do have FEMA recovery still out there pending for the project as well. Much more information. Thank you very much for the conversation. I feel much more confident now in vote. In voting for it, because I have a lot more information. I mean, I know that the roof always needed to be replaced. It was just figuring out how it was going to be paid for. How are you guys keeping all those columns straight? You know, insurance and and surtax and FEMA and how how is that looking? That that is um, <laughs> challenge of the job, and we are as things get repaired, they'll be assessed at each location. That's how the policies are written location. Thank you so much. Thanks. Maybe if there's like a breakdown in these future ones that are going to be coming forward, maybe include a little breakdown of who's paying for what and how much. Just okay. to have future food for thought. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Are we good? <laughs> Juliana Belia, Assistant City Manager. Um, we have been uh, working very hard with the various departments and with our risk department, insurance, our project manager, so on and so forth. We've recently developed a working group to kind of gather everything together. And we will in the future have for commission, we'll be able to have like, for example, a spreadsheet to kind of sort this all That'd out. That'd be good. Yeah. And the roof was a little bit more complicated because um, since a hurricane has occurred, it's of course... It was a, a year ago. We have a price that was a year old. We've updated that price, hence the reason that Ms. Knowles went back to the insurance company with the most recent quote to kind of get that updated. But we've come to the point now we really need to have that roof replaced. So we had to uh, coordinate with our finance department and come up with some funding sources. 
So that's the reasoning for it. It becomes a very complicated process. But in the end, the addition, the good news, hopefully will, we will be able to uh, retrieve some FEMA reimbursement monies as well. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yes, Appreciate the conversation and clarity. You're welcome. All right. I don't see any other commissioner questions. Do we have any public comment? There's not. All right. I'm going to close this public hearing and request a motion. I'll make a motion, Mayor. Go ahead. Make a motion to, to well, this says approve. Uh, adopt resolution number 2023 R87 as presented. Second. Okay, I have a motion to adopt resolution number 2023 R87 as presented, made by Commissioner McDowell and seconded by Commissioner Langdon. If there's nothing else, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. All right, so new roof is coming. Yes. Did I just hear you cheer? <laughs> I know uh, residents have been asking me about that too. Um, okay, moving on to 6A general business 23 1620. City manager, this is your item. Thank you, Mayor. This is discussion and possible action regarding the Art Advisory Board recommendation for a piece of art to be placed on the first floor of City Hall. At a cost not to exceed $800. And I do see our assistant parks and recs manager, Ms. Trish Sturgis, here to provide us with information and what looks to be visual as well. Okay. I'm just getting it up for you. One moment. I'm sorry. I was not pulling it up. All right. Good afternoon. Um, Trish Sturgis, Assistant Director of Parks and Recreation. Uh, back in March of 2022, Commission did approve um, a piece of art for the first floor lobby. In June of 22, it was determined that that piece of art be put onto a canvas for movability at different times of year. Um, unfortunately, due to circumstances, the artist in August of 2023 was unable to complete the commissioning of that work. So in October, uh, Ms. Harvey, who's here with me today, was um, presenting a proposal to our art advisory board. Um, since they have decided that that commission be brought to you and uh, for Ms. Harvey to be able to put this recommendation forward for this piece of art, as you can see up there. Ms. Harvey, a resident artist, holds a degree in art from the University of Toledo. While nurturing a family, she simultaneously developed, developed her time to commission encompassing portraits, murals, illustrations, all from her Ottawa, Illinois studio. She relocated to Florida in 2005 and she has actively contributed to the artistic community as a member of the Northport 
Art Center since 2007. She's deeply involved in instructing both adults and children, currently holding the position of Youth Art Programs Director. Being a practicing artist in Northport, Claire draws inspiration from the enchanting landscape, diverse wildlife, and the camaraderie of friends forged through artistic endeavors. Today, staff requests the commission approval of the Art Advisory Board's recommendation for the piece of art to be placed on the first floor of City Hall, printed on the canvas that was previously purchased and provided to the city at a cost not to exceed $800. Ms. Harvey and myself are here for any questions. All right, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Emmerich. Yeah, the only real question, I mean, it's a gorgeous looking piece of art right there. It's very nice. Where's the placement? Is it going to be where that mural was supposed to be at the first spot? It would be on this side of the wall facing the building department? Yes, agreed. At this point in time, before any renovations, that would be the agreed location to start. No, I'm just saying, because yeah. I know the other one fell through, and that was the spot that we had picked before, but I think this is just phenomenal. It's gorgeous, so thank you. That's all I have. Vice Mayor. Just a quick comment. It is beautiful. Make a beautiful addition to downstairs. Thank you very much. Commissioner McDowell. Yeah, it, it's very pretty. I can't wait to get this done. And, and I'm sure that the people sitting in that waiting area will appreciate looking at something like that. Um, the only question I have is, how are we going to be paying the artist? I mean, is it going to be installments? How is, how is that looking? Uh, so the canvas is already purchased. Mm -hmm. I know there was um, previous talk about donations and things that went with the other one. At this time, I believe it would be um, an advancement of funds, and then the uh, at, then the work would be completed for purchasing of materials, and then it would be finalized, closed out at the end of the um, <coughs> receiving the piece of art back. Okay. And the only other follow up question I have is what kind of an ETA are we looking at? Six to eight weeks. Um, one thing that determined that price was because it's on a, a, a movable canvas that I asked that it be brought to the art center so that I can work on it in between work schedules and that <coughs> to expedite the speed. That's it. Thank you so much. It would much. have been more expensive if I had to paint it on the wall here. Sure. Can't wait to see it. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking at this date, March 2022, <laughs> when we first started talking about this. Yeah. And I appreciate Ms. Har Harvey stepping up to, to do this, and it's a bargain. Uh, it, you know, um, however, however you need to get it done, but... Um, as far as payment goes, whatever we have to do, because again, it's it's a bargain. Uh, what what this is to get this up there, and yes, I love the placement. It'll give that area uh, an area of serenity, especially when people are sitting there, because it's usually not for a good reason why they're there. They're they, they're getting a, an application, a permit, or something, and that, that usually they don't look very happy. So this maybe will ah, give them a little bit of positive. Karma or Zen, I should say, there. So, um, and I know Claire, you're going to do a great job. I'm really looking forward to this. If I may, Mayor. Yes. I'm going to just throw this out there. Maybe we could get some 
description of what a sandhill crane is, a little like maybe not a placard, but just something to, so that when the people are sitting there, they know this is a sandhill crane and maybe a little bit of a, a history of sandhill cranes. I just think it would be a nice compliment to the piece instead of people that may not be familiar go, hmm, that's a pretty bird. What kind is it? <laughs> you know, kind of answer those questions for them. So just throwing it out there. And, and also, it was my intent that this might depict a family or community mm -hmm. uh, that can be issued the, the lifestyle of the thing. Right. Yeah. It's really pretty. Thank you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see my thing. Go ahead, Commissioner Emmerich. No, Commissioner McDowell brought up a good point. But if we were to add that, wouldn't we need to add a little bit more funding for that placard and possibly change it from 800 to maybe 1,000, not to exceed? I mean, if, if that's what we truly want, I mean, it's well worth it is what I'm saying. I don't want to cut it short and then add on to it when the prices are, may already be at the max right now. Agreed. There's a small contingency in there of $30 is all from uh, Ms. Harvey's quote. So if you would like to have it, it would have to exceed that amount. Okay. And, and that's why I wanted to ask that because I love the information part of it and to add to this and you know, a family of unity, everything's just, it's perfect. So thank you. If I may, real Commissioner quick. Commissioner McDowell, yeah. Yeah, just, just for clarity, I'm not looking for a bronze, you know, kind of placard, just, just an informational thing that is available, not anything engraved, not anything spectacular. It could, it could just even be like in a, a acrylic, with it being typed out, it doesn't have to be anything. Right, right. I've seen those yes. at, at art exhibits where right. they kind of give. The museum when they yeah, just, it, yeah. yes. It's they, nothing, nothing extravagant. Right. I just wanted to be clear. I'm not looking for placard bronzed. <laughs> right. And usually at art galleries, yeah. they'll have those little uh, rack cards that you can take and explains the artist why it was chosen and what it's all about. And that's just something you can get printed. So it's a great idea, though, to have that. So people I, I like the idea of adding the money. But if they, you're ready, I'll make sure, a motion go ahead. Yep. after public comment. Oh, yes, that's right. That's so excited there. Uh, do we have any public comment? Yeah. Oh, OK. All right, now we are looking for a motion. I'll make a motion. OK. I'll make a motion to approve the Art Advisory Board's recommendation for the piece of art um, to be procured by, I'm looking for your name, sorry. Claire Harvey. Claire Harvey. Um, in an, um, to be placed at the first floor of City Hall at a cost not to exceed $1,000 and to include some informational uh, placard. Okay. All right, I have a motion on the, the floor um, to approve the Art Advisory Board recommendation to place a mural on the first floor of City Hall to be funded from the general fund public art account not to exceed $1,000 and to include some kind of informational placard. And that was seconded by Commissioner Emmerich. And I added in there to be procured by Claire Harvey. That yes. was missing from your restated motion, Mayor. Okay, do you want the whole thing repeated? Because I can have up to y'all. I think, we're, I think we're good. Yeah, okay. And we have it seconded by Commissioner Emmerich. So nothing else. Let's vote.
And that passes five to zero. All right. Thank you, Ms. Harvey. I'm looking forward to this. All right, moving on to we're still in general business. B, 23-1654, uh, city clerk, this is your item. This is approval for the November 6, 2023 commission workshop meeting minutes with the recommended changes. They were submitted to commission for review and we've received feedback regarding providing clarity for essential services, services major, essential services minor, and special exception, these changes were made. Okay. And I'm not seeing any yet, but I'm not seeing any commissioner questions. Any public comment? There is none. Right, so do I have a motion? I'll make a motion, Mayor, to approve the November 6th, 2023 meeting minutes as presented with the recommended changes. Second. All right, we have a motion to approve the November 6, 2023 minute meetings as presented with the recommended changes made by Commissioner Langdon and seconded by Commissioner McDowell. Nothing further, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. Let's move on to 23-1689. Again, City Clerk, this is your item. Yes, this is for the approval of the November 14th, 2023 Commission regular meeting minutes with recommended changes. The draft minutes were submitted to Commission for review and we were, we received um, a request for clarity for um, Peter Van Buskirk, Kimley Horn, and Zia Butt, property owner. That was reviewed and we did make that change and then there was a typo in the Herald Tribune spelling and that was corrected. Okay. Do we have any questions? I don't see any. Any public comment? All right, so I'm looking for a motion. I'll make a motion, Mayor. All right. I'll make a motion to approve the November 14th, 2023 Commission regular meeting minutes with the recommended changes. Second. All right, we have a motion to approve the November 14th, 2023 meeting minutes as presented with the recommended changes made by Commissioner McDowell and seconded by Commissioner Emrich. If nothing else, let's vote. And that passes five to zero. Okay, moving on to item D23-1695. City Clerk, this is your item. Yes. <clears throat> this is a request that I have placed on the agenda to um, request that commission direct the city attorney to amend my employment my employment agreement to reflect an annual evaluation date of no, no later than November 1, as well as any pay increase to be effective on November 1. Um, this did not go to the city attorney for legal review. Mistakenly, I did not send it, but I did have a conversation with her and explained what I was looking for. I request this due to, on election years, I typically will have either three new commissioners or two new commissioners in November, and then my evaluation is in March. So it kind of provides that disadvantage of the, the, even the commissioner only having a couple months to evaluate me prior to having to submit their evaluation. All right. Thank you. I'm looking for questions. Commissioner Langdon. 
Uh, yes, thank you. Um, City Clerk, I can definitely attest to that difficulty when I came on as a new commissioner mm -hmm. and only having that short time to evaluate your performance, I felt a little bit behind the eight ball. So thank you for bringing it forward. So I'm assuming really the only change would be on your uh, 2024 review would be looking at an 18-month performance period versus a 12-month? Yes. Okay. I'm good. That's it for me. All right. Commissioner McDowell. Yeah. The only thing is, is if we're going to go to an 18-month evaluation period, I heard you say you're going to waive your potential salary increase. That doesn't seem fair and equitable to not have an increase for six months plus. I'm perfectly fine with that. Perfectly fine. Um, City Attorney, are you, you okay? Okay. Um, Commissioner McDowell, did you have another question? No. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Emmerich. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify too, because it's going to go to November of the next year, but then it'll be yearly on November since then. So yes. you're only you're only looking at waiving a six month increase. Yes. And that's all I wanted for clarity, and I, I can understand that. So thank you. All right. Vice Mayor. Would this commission want to entertain any conversation about making it retroactive? That's what I was thinking. But we probably would have to do that when the amendment comes back. I'm perfectly okay. <laughs> this, I think this is the simplest, easiest way to do it, and I'm perfectly okay with it, the way that I've presented it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vice Mayor, did you have something again? I don't know how this is, okay. I still think at the appropriate time, it's worth a conversation. While we appreciate that you may be perfectly okay with it, we also appreciate all you do and the work you do for us. Seems no reason to me to forgo six months worth of a bump simply to accommodate a scheduling change, which does make sense. So we may overrule you. City Attorney, did you want to weigh in on that? Yes, I'm trying to think of possible other options. So typically when you all review a charter officer, you do it around the anniversary date and then you vote for the increase to take effect on the anniversary date. So usually at the most, that's maybe one or two weeks in the past. Um, here, City Clerk Faust and I were talking because if you were to do like an 18 month evaluation and then retro, date that that would go back six months which would have a, a couple of complications one that would put us into the previous fiscal year and i'm not sure what complications that may may raise for the finance department but there is a florida statute as well that prohibits us from i think it's really designed for bonuses but the way it's worded it prohibits us from later paying for work conducted before and i think going six months back could <coughs> put us into some problem area with that florida statute so I'm not sure what the other solutions may be. Um, you are required annually by each contract to evaluate each charter officer. You are not required to do so only once a year. So, you know, one possible solution might be to give the city clerk a, um, you know, a smaller level evaluation um, and, and to give her a, a slight bump or something at that point in March to carry it through before we get on the November cycle. Or there might be some other creative solution to address your concerns. But I do have concerns about doing the backdating at that 18-month period. Okay, Commissioner McDowell? Yeah, um, 
City Clerk, I appreciate you wanting to waive your salary increase. It speaks to your character. But ma'am, you've done that now twice. And that's not fair, um, especially since other charter officers have gotten salary increases. And I don't know if now would be an appropriate time. Maybe we need to create another agenda item, but maybe we can do a compromise. You're saying zero. We've given salary increases to our other charter officers, maybe meet in the middle, and then come November 1st, then we would do a full evaluation. I, I, I think this is a legal thing here, but um, we, we really need to make sure we're compensating you, um, and, and it's very admirable, but this will be the second time in like two years, three years, that you've waived your salary increase. So um, I, I would be more interested in doing some type of a salary increase at March at your annual evaluation, whether that's two and a half or three percent, whatever that number is, and then coming back in November and doing it again for the next fiscal year. So just throwing that out there for us to think about when this comes back as an amendment to your contract. Commissioner Langdon? Yeah, I would just say that I like city attorney's idea of sort of splitting <coughs> the review, doing some on the date, and then finishing up that on, in the November, the new date. So I, I'm good with any of that, and we can figure out when the time comes. Okay. Um, don't see anything else. And uh, any public comment? All right. So I'm looking for a motion. I'll make a motion. All right. I'll make a motion to direct the city attorney to work with the city clerk to amend the city clerk's uh, employment agreement to reflect an annual evaluation date of no later than November 1st and to bring back creative suggestions for a potential salary increase in the interim. All right, we have a motion on the floor by Commissioner McDowell to direct the city attorney to work with the city clerk to amend the city clerk's employment agreement to reflect an annual evaluation date of no later than November 1st and to bring back some creative suggestions as to how to... Salary increases in the interim. For the salary increases in the interim. And that was seconded by... Commissioner Emmerich. Thank you. Anything else? If not, let's vote. That passes five to zero. All right. Uh, on to public comment. Any other public comment? Yes. We have James. Strausser, followed by Chuck English. Good afternoon, Commission. Thank you for taking the time today to listen to us and do all that you do. Really appreciate it. Um, I just want to comment and highlight on a few things that I've noticed. Uh, reoccurring um, just with the city manager, Mr. Fletcher, still has not made eye contact or even acknowledged public being here in the room all day. 
Haven't seen them in a while, just want to say hi. How you doing? Everybody else get to say hi with. Um, aside from that, I've heard through the rumor mirror, the rumor mill, that there could be a change of management within the city of Northport, the War Mineral Springs Department. Um, I had reached out to fellow citizens and this staff at the Warm Springs believes that any day they're going to receive their pink ticket. I had emailed uh, Debbie on this matter and asked to see if she had anything on the rumor mirror. Um, unfortunately, we did not have any information at that point in time that it might be on the agenda. I would like to know, as a citizen, the costs that are associated with operating the springs. The city has been operating it for an amount of time now that we should have some numbers to see whether it's profitable uh, expense-wise to keep it or to let it go over to a management company. Um, when is this going to be on the agenda for the future? And when is that report going to be made public so that the public can also review these costs? If this is going to change over to a management company, why isn't it going to be another P3 to identify the best candidate to manage that business? And if it is the development company, are they just being ushered in? It should be evaluated by everybody to encompass the ideal candidate for that. Um, another thing that came up that's being asked around is because if this management company does transition into another one is how our passes will be allowed to stay. The first round was a three-month window. Everybody was used to the six-month, and then even previously it was a year long. So maybe that can be reviewed for the future. Um, the public that I've spoken to is all okay with having attachments to city water and having sewage for their properties to protect the water quality of the warm mineral springs. We would also like to see what has gone on with the Florida Freshwater Springs Act. That's been kind of up in the air since that. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm still waiting for a response to an email that I had sent out back in April and from Mr. Fletcher on May 6th that was said that his staff would be reaching back out to the answers that I have, over 13 to 15 questions. I have not received that. Just some updates on my end. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Okay. I need. Yes, we do. That's right. Afternoon. I'm basically here to wish everybody uh, blessed holidays and a Merry Christmas. I also like to thank staff for their open communication as I develop and gain perspective on many issues over last year. And because there are other issues that are environmentally sensitive related to projects this commission has already approved, uh, you'll probably see a lot of me next year and using the same style. And Mr. Fletcher might even see me wearing a tie. <laughs> <laughs> you all have a blessed holiday. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. You too. All right, that's all. All right, so we're moving on to commission communications. Uh, well, first on the list is Commissioner Langdon. Do you want to go first? Sure. Thank you for that, Mayor. I forgot my phone. This has been a day of my forgetting things, oh, hence having to run home for my meeting notes um, and being a couple minutes late. 
I don't have my phone with me, but people who know me know I'm all about food, and the past week has just been such a wonderful food week. I went to the senior luncheon um, put on by our social services department. It was incredible. I don't know how I missed that event my first two years. Uh, many thanks uh, to Commissioner Emrich for asking me if I was planning to go there because I didn't have it on my calendar. Also attended the Hearts Luncheon. I think it's the third time um, I attended that luncheon. For those who don't know, um, through our police department, we have a program for um, elderly folks who live alone that they can be contacted like a wellness call um, every day. And if they don't respond, they send out a wellness team. And once a year, we have a wonderful luncheon um, for them. And I really enjoyed that. Staff, those of you who cooked for the staff um, potluck, incredible. I've not gone near my, um, what do you call the thing you step on to get the bad news, my scale. <laughs> yes. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll weigh myself. And Chuck left. Chuck, I just wanted to give you a shout out. I missed, unfortunately, the ribbon cutting for the Mayakahatchee Greenway. And I had a personal tour by Mr. English yesterday. We walked most of that distance. It was beautiful and outstanding. Thank you for taking me on that walk. Merry Christmas to you. You're all welcome. <laughs> okay. That's it for me. There are other things, but I don't have my phone. Thanks, Mayor. Okay. Uh, Commissioner McDowell. Yeah. Um, just so you know, I am not going to go into the great detail of the things that I've done for the past month, because the last meeting, right. we didn't really even talk about it since it's right. a late hour. Um, but right. I did send it to the city clerk to be included in the backup material. So some of the highlights was I attended the uh, National League of Cities Conference in Atlanta. Um, got to actually ride in an autonomous vehicle on mm. Atlanta Street. You're brave. That was amazing experience. Mm. Learning about AI was probably one of the highlights. Um, also, six. Yeah. Sorry uh, about that. I <laughs> Do I need to start over? City clerk? Okay. Um, and then I also attended the uh, Florida League of Cities Conference, um, the Poinsettia Parade. My apologies that I couldn't be in the parade, but at least I made it in time for the tree lighting and getting to see all the vendors and the families enjoying the festival. It's always a good job. And kudos to every single person, staff, that's involved with putting on such a huge event. I know how much the community and the surrounding area appreciates um, this Northport PD swearing-in ceremony. Always a good time to welcome new people and, and recognize their advancements. Just got word yesterday, a new advancement to our assistant city manager, who is now deputy city manager. Congratulations to you, sir. Um, I was able to judge a STEM fair over at Toledo Blade. Um, I was a guest speaker at Woodlands Middle School to a bunch of sixth graders that were very passionate about preserving and needed a little bit of understanding on why do we allow all the clear cutting that they see <laughs> on a regular basis. So it was really, really a great conversation that was had. They had some amazing questions as children always do. 
And of course, I also ate the same meals that uh, <laughs> Commissioner Langdon participated in. Delicious, delicious, delicious. Um, the I actually even got to ring the bell for the Salvation Army through the leadership class of 2023. I think we raised over pretty darn close to $700, $650 to $700. Um, and Vice Mayor Stokes and I uh, hosted a little meeting with the Cub Scout PAC 257 to help them earn a couple of their badges that relate to government and community involvement. So thank you, Vice Mayor, for joining me in that. It was always fun. And kudos to staff for making City Hall yet again another year of beauty and magical. And I want to wish each and every one of you that's listening and that is here a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and see you next year. All right, thank you. Um, let's move on to Vice Mayor. All right. My fellow commissioners touched on a couple of things, but the poinsettia parade was tremendous. Thank you to everybody who worked so hard on that, as well as those who spent the time to, to turn City Hall into a wonderland. It really is beautiful. Each year, everybody, you guys seem to outdo yourselves. So it was great. Um, we need more candy, though. More candy. <laughs> Commissioner Emerson, I ran out of candy before we hit center. That's because you were probably yes. handfuls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. no. Anyway, uh, again, as Commissioner McDowell mentioned, um, we really enjoyed hosting PAC 257, the Cub Scouts in here. Um, they really enjoyed themselves. Um, we got them to uh, pass a motion for strawberry ice cream for everybody. So <laughs> they got their uh, government civics lesson and we let them come up and bang the mayor's gavel multiple times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Welland Park held its first Christmas tree lighting for those who didn't go Next year, put it on your calendar. It was spectacular. Downtown Welland was lit up. There were thousands and thousands of people. They didn't eclipse our, our uh, poinsettia parade, but they packed the place. And it really was an enjoyable uh, time, really, for everybody who was there. Um, I also had the honor of uh, uh, speaking a few words at the quarterly business welcome. Over 70 new businesses this past quarter. We did it here in chambers, and it was a little more formal than in past, and it was really very nice opportunity to talk to a lot of new businesses, you know, coming into our city. And finally, congratulations to Jason. He's our new deputy city manager, yes. um, which I think translates into like just like a whole lot of delegation and responsibility. <laughs> Congrats again. <laughs> okay. That's all. I all have. right. That's a good list there. Commissioner Emmerich. Yeah, I got a little bit this time. I did go to the senior luncheon and the hearts luncheon and uh, participated in the parade and, and the festival. But most importantly, um, as we go into the holiday seasons, it's always good to take a little time and I'll be participating in Reese Across America this Saturday where Veterans get together and they put wreaths on their loved ones that are no longer with us. But just to sit back and remember the sacrifices that were made throughout this holiday season where everybody seems to be 
you know, blessed and happy at home. Just remember that came at a cost and uh, just keep that in your mind. So that's all I got. Merry Christmas to everyone. Okay. You guys have been really, really busy. Uh, yes, the Poinsettia Parade was wonderful. I know it was well attended, more than I've seen in, in a number of years. Um, my son made a rare appearance to be. <laughs> Anyone who knows my son know that that's quite true. It was. Right? <laughs> a rare appearance to see him here. And he actually had an elf suit on, too. So that was, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, yes, you missed it because yeah. that is something to see. Uh, Kiwanis put up the holiday cards out outside of City Center Green, and um, I dropped off the, the card for people for trees and, and got to see the Kiwanis elves out there. And what they have to go through to put up those signs is amazing. And just for people to know that, you know, they're volunteering to do that, just to make something nice for our city. Um, and how wonderful it would be if, if everyone just thought of one little thing they could do to make their world uh, a little bit nicer um, and uh, around them. Um, also, there's uh, some decorations at our at the People for Trees Tree Walk on 41. It's hard to see because it's set back, but we do have our tree walk there by San Pedro, and there's some decorations out there. Um, I did go to the FLC conference in Orlando as well. I also attended the Eco Summit that they had up in, at the Venuezo, and I don't know if anybody heard about that. Um, Carl Hyacin was the author. Um, he was the, the guest speaker, and he's the author of quite a few books. He was a columnist for the Miami Herald for many years. Um, but I got familiar with him because he wrote a book called Hoot uh, some years ago, and it was made into a movie, but it was about um, some kids who find burrowing owls on an undeveloped piece of property, and then they learn it's going to be developed and what they do. And um, and I just re remember that book because it resonated a lot with my students. I took part in the chamber leadership class uh, planting at uh, the Child Protective Services building, which is on River, it's called River Road. No, it's River Peace Beach. River Road. It's Peace River Road. And when I tell people that, they say, where is Peace River Road in, in Northport? You know, it's behind what used to be the St. Paul's Church. It's now called the Freedom Church. Um, but that they had wanted to, to build a nice, serene area for the, the children that come there uh, that are obviously having some turmoil in their lives. And uh, People of Trees stepped in to um, donate trees and, and plantings, but the leadership class was there to do the actual physical work. Because I've mentioned before, I really don't dig holes anymore, okay? So <laughs> I pay people to do that. But I, I did do some work there. Uh, speaking of Salvation Army bell ringing, I will be bell ringing, so to speak, at the Heron Creek Publix here next week, but I don't bell ring. I play the guitar and sing. So um, I'll be there next week. Tomorrow is tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Yes. Um, we're having, uh, not we, but there's going to be the lighting of the menorah, uh, or it's, it's lit already, but they're doing that tomorrow. Um for, for Hanukkah, which is uh, great. I like seeing that up there um, so that we, we do recognize that there are many holidays being celebrated. And, and just to end uh, my little spiel, uh, you know, there was something put in. Um, we all know the, um, the phrase, yes, Virginia, there really is a Santa Claus. And that was something that was, it was a question asked back in September 21st of 1897. Um, when little Virginia O'Hanlon 
asked her father, is there still a Santa, is there a Santa Claus? And he said, well, if you see it in the sun, then it's so. And now he was speaking like figuratively, like in the sun, you know, like just think about it yourself. But she took it literally and she wrote to the Sun newspaper in New York. Um, and, I, and the first line of the answer is, Virginia, you, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the, the skepticism of a skeptical, skeptical age. They do not believe except what they see. And, and that's kind of fitting what I see going on today. Um, and if we could get back to uh, the, thing, the real things in life, as it says in here, are the things that you cannot see. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders there are unseen and unseeable in the world. So I mean, that's just such a pow powerful sentence, and that was written well over 100 years ago. So just wanted to leave everybody with that. And uh, charter officers, reports, city manager. Uh, just one thing, Madam Mayor, uh, in addition to congratulating Mr. Yarborough, we thank him for all his service. Um, please help support the Shop for the Cop that is going on this week at the Walmart on Tamiami from 6 to 8 p.m., uh, this Monday through Thursday. It's a great program put on by our police department. Okay, shop with a cop. Thank you. Uh, City Attorney? Nothing to report, but wish everyone a peaceful holiday season. Thank you. And again, I love that jacket. <laughs> yeah, like to have some sparkle up here. Uh, City Clerk? I have nothing, thank you. Nothing. Okay, if there's nothing. I, well, she's sparkle, but they're in red. I love it. I love it. Okay, so if there's nothing else, uh, it is 1229, and I'm adjourning this meeting.